This is the 200 Churches Podcast. This podcast was created to provide resources and encouragement to leaders of small churches. Our mission is to encourage and equip leaders of the 94% of congregations in America under 500 members. You are listening to the 200 Churches Podcast. I'm Johnny Craig, and I'm here as usual with um, my friend Jeff Cady. And today what we wanted to talk about was um, what it means to integrate your church into the community and, and kind of how to integrate your church into the community. And this is really a different podcast that we're doing today because the truth is we're we're kind of tackling a subject here that's bigger than just one podcast. It's not like one of those sitcom episodes where everything's going to get all wrapped up in twenty minutes. This is going to be uh, this is going to be a part one for sure. But we want to we want to raise this issue of integrating our church into the community because we have such such weird systemic ideas that that uh, divide us from our community. Uh, what, what are one of, the, one of the things we've talked about, Jim? Well, one of the things we talked about was that people see Sunday as different from the other six days of the week. So, you know, they come into church on Sunday and they do their Sunday thing and that's what church is. Um, and then the, and then they're out. And so there's no connection to the community because people come in on Sunday, they go back out, and then, you know, the, the real life is the rest of the days of the week. Yeah, and that and that is a, that's a false dichotomy between your church life and your real life. Right. So somehow Sunday is more holy. Sunday is a day that the community doesn't really deal with. Most people don't have to work on Sunday unless you're some kind of emergency worker or care caregiver. Um, but that's that, that's a that's a false dichotomy. What's another one? Well, there's this. I, I think a natural divide just between the church and the community. I mean, we're seen as this religious tax-exempt organization, whereas the community is a whole bunch of businesses or people working at businesses, you know, and and they, again, they have that real life, real world. Uh, we don't even pay taxes here at the church. So, you know, there's, a, there's just that disconnect, there's that divide between what we do here and what the community does out there. And when was the last time you saw a business with a steeple on the top of it, just because they thought steeples were cool? <laughs> I've never seen that. Right, or like a bell tower. Right, I've never yeah, seen that Yeah, we don't either. see that. So somehow churches in a community, they're kind of they're, they're set apart, they're different. Now, there's, yeah, there's probably some good things we could say about that, that, you know, we worship God there. It is used as a nonprofit. It's used for something else. Absolutely. But that also, at the same time, that furthers the divide in people's minds that, you know, church is separate from everything else in the community. So what but else do we have, Jeff? The other one is that churches often have a one-way door. The door is in, but it doesn't go out. They have this idea that people should be coming in, so they, they create programs to get people in, and they create things for people to do on the property but rarely do they create opportunities for the church people to go out into their community and do God stuff off-site. Exactly. Churches are really good at taking care of people in the church. I mean, this is something that, that we have always been great at, and I think especially in the last 30 years, you know, with mega campuses and all this type of stuff. And I'm not trying to talk bad about that. I'm just saying what happens is we build a lot of programs up at our church and in our churches, and then outside of our church, it's just, it's like a whole different thing. So we're doing our spiritual thing inside the church or even meeting some physical needs 
inside of our campus, mm-hmm. but then outside the physical and community needs, well, they're going unmet. If they want a met, they can come into the church. Right. But out there, that's not really our that's not our ballpark, if you will. I'm thinking about those churches that a lot of them got started late eighties, early nineties. They wanted to be the one stop shop. You need to get your hair right. cut they got a salon at the church. You need to get your exercise on. You go to the church and you do the super spiritual breakthrough workout. You need to get with people and meet. You go to the church coffee shop. And all these things happened on the church campus. And, you know, we, all of us church leaders, we learn as we go along. And at that time, that seemed like a really good idea. And it may still be in some communities it may work. If we're not careful, it just further divides and delineates between church and community. And, you know, another one is just the whole idea that the church is where spiritual stuff happens and the community is where secular stuff happens. You know, what we what we do at church is spiritual. What we do outside of the church building, somehow all of a sudden we're on secular turf. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that that's a, that's a really good point, Jeff, because, you know, it's almost as though the church is afraid in some ways to go out there and get sullied. We can't enter into partnerships or community with people who might not share our beliefs. Right. Um, because, you know, what? well, then how are we set apart and different? And so we, we've had helped to continue to create that divide between us doing the spiritual things and the the, the uh, community being secular. So this is where, you know, Jeff and I are just going to be honest, and we're just starting this conversation. Our church is not like the number one great example of how to not, you know, have these problems. We're not pretending to be that. But what we did talk about is when we decide to integrate into the community, it's going to be hard. And Jeff, you know, you said this this podcast isn't a sitcom. Well, this you know this idea of integrating into the community isn't a sitcom either. It's not going to wrap up really ever. It's an always ongoing process. It is. And you asked a question earlier as we were discussing this. You said it's it's kind of for some of us pastors that have been around a while. We've heard this before in different ways. But if your church closed tomorrow, would your community even notice? You know, would it even be a blip on the radar screen? And then we even had to begin to talk about what do we mean by church? Right. Do we mean if all of our people packed up and moved out of the area? Or do we mean if the building, the visible organization were to close down and it doesn't matter what the people do, they'd go off somewhere else. Well, we could deal with both scenarios, but the truth is we have to, you know, we've got all these divides, we've got all these systemic problems that seem to separate us from our community as churches and as Christians. And so we have to ask the question, do we even want to integrate our church into the community? Because it is going to be hard. It's going to take a lot of intentionality. It's going to require long-term perseverance because it just can't happen fast because a lot of the problem is systemic. It's the way we have thought and the way we've acted and the way we've structured for many years. I think it's good to think about integrating your church into the community almost in the same same way we would think about making a friendship. Are you willing to put in the time to really grow that friendship? Or is this going to be an acquaintance forever? Are we going to be acquainted with our community? and maybe once a year do something that people can come to, have that big service? Or are we really going to put in the time and energy and make a lifelong commitment 
to the community so that we're almost tied together in people's minds. One without the other doesn't make sense. And that's a really tough question that you as a church have to answer, that we as a church have to answer. Are we willing to make that type of intentional decision to invest that type of time, those types of resources, that emotional capital into the community? Or are we really going to be okay with the way things are? Yeah, because it's a risk. It is are, a risk. Are we willing to take the risk? And so we're talking about two things here, and I want to I want to differentiate the two. The first one is the fact that the church is the people. And so I like to tell people, they say, well, is are we going to have church next week? Well, I say, well, you are the church. Are you going to be here? <laughs> and if you are, we'll have church. Wherever we go into the community... The church is integrated into the community. So as individuals, as individual Christians and and disciples, we go out into our community and we are as integrated or not as we choose to be. But then the other reality of the church in a community, and it's somewhat cultural, is the fact that we, we group together, we band together as disciples, as worshipers. We come together on one day, we buy a piece of property, we put up facilities, and we call that church. And that is an expression of all of us together now. That's our corporate expression. So we've got our individual expressions in the different neighborhoods where we live, but then we've got this corporate expression. And really, we have to talk about both at the same time. It's a both and, but sometimes the corporate expression bleeds over into our individual expression in each community where we think that because we go to the property and we worship together, that our integration is over. You know, we go to work and we don't talk to them about our church, but we also don't talk to them about our faith. Right. So Jeff and I had a, uh, had a discussion, and that discussion basically was around the idea, when we say integrated into the community, what community do we mean? In our town, this is almost a non-issue because it's such a small geographical area that the church and the, and the community where people live is the same thing. But if you're in a bigger town, um, a larger area, then you have to decide, is, are we going to serve the community that the church is located in, or are we going to integrate into a particular community that a member or a few particular communities that our members live and and work and exist in. And that maybe for you it's both, and that's fantastic. Um, but really, that's a first decision that has to be made. And so Jeff and I are going to really talk about it from the angle of integrating into communities where people already are. Because, you know, they are integrated into, they are the church already integrated into a community. So now how can our corporate expression join in with that and really up the ante, add more resources to that um, kind of pile? So what's the first thing that we talked about, Jeff, with regard to integrating into the community? Well, the first thing is similar to what we talked to uh, one of our elders, Jan, about last week, where he talked about getting to know people as pastors and as church leaders. It's critical. We have to get to know our people. You know, there could be somebody in your church that's been attending for two years, and you don't even know where they work. You don't even know what they work at, what their vocation is. So we need to get to know our people. We need to do those field trips with our members. We need to visit their workplaces. We need to get a tour of their business or their facility. We need to take a ride with them uh, where they go every day. We need to get to know our people because that's going to give us perhaps a clue as to where we can integrate into the community where one of our individual expressions already exists through a member. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I think that it all comes from that 
first original relationship with somebody. If you want to know the communities, you you got to know the people in the communities. And so that first step then I think leads us to the second step. That- hey, hey Johnny, before we get to that second step, what's the easiest thing for us to do as pastors? When we wake up in the morning, we get ready, we get dressed, then what do we do? Go to the office. We go to our office. Why? Because that's... Got to get stuff done. Yeah, that's where we get stuff done. That's where we do ministry. And that's where, if we want to look good on Sunday, we got to vest time in the office. So the whole system, our culture, the way we do church, it separates us as pastors, even from our people, because it's a one-way door again. They can come to us and they can come in, but we don't go out to where they're at. Pastors, it's critical for us to to make the decision, again, we talked about it, are you going to integrate your church in the community? And then to make the decision, hey, am I going to take the time necessary to really get to know my people and not to hide in my office so much? And we may have to change the things that we do. Absolutely. So once you once you get to know your people... Step two. Step two. Look for the needs in those communities. Get your people together and say, hey, what are the needs in the community that you live in? And maybe you have two, three, four of them who live in the same neighborhood within a mile of each other or something. And then to sit down and really sort through the, the individual needs of those communities and figure out, hey, how can we partner? How can we come alongside what's happening there already? And then how can we add to and enhance our impact in that particular community? And it may require us to programmatically trim the fat in our church so that we have time both as paid staff in the church as well as volunteer leadership. We have time to get out of the building, get away from the programs that we've created for ourselves and our structures, and get into the community where one of our programs begins to be very organic, very need-oriented, very community-focused, where we can go out and help the people in our community, not wait for them to come through our doors. That's exactly right. And now this part is, I think, a little bit more difficult is choosing which needs you're going to meet. And so once you've talked to the people who are out there, once you've talked to your church who are out there in the community, have an even broader community meeting. Invite your friends over, invite people from your neighborhood over or from your workplace or whatever that community is. Say, invite them over. We're going to have a meeting and then really sift through what your church can actually do. You know, we wrote here, evaluate resources and determine where your best fit is. If a neighborhood needs to be completely rebuilt and you're a church of 50 people, that might not be the number one place for you to commit yourselves to. And so you need to be honest about your resources and who you are. Yeah, you'll want to meet all the needs. That's, I think that's just natural. Unfortunately, we have to deal with competing interests, but you need to find that path. And maybe it's one community, maybe it's two community, three communities. It really depends on your church and what the needs are. But have those meetings, evaluate your resources, and then pick a path that you're, you're really going to dedicate yourself to. And, you know, sometimes uh, less is more. If we focus, we can get more done in a smaller area than if we try and tackle three or four or five major things at once. Begin to set a precedent that we are going to reach into our community. We're going to meet a need. Just meet a small need. Get a small win, but get a win on the board. Get a W and actually uh, reach into your community and meet a need. So this is going to be a paradigm shift 
in how we view what we do. Absolutely. Because we, we are hired by the church to serve the church. And church people want to be served. When they come on Sunday, they want a good meal. And they want a little bit of an entertainment package, perhaps, to go along with it. <laughs> and when I say they, that includes us. I mean, Absolutely. We, you know, we're church people. I'm not throwing this to our people. But how in the world are we as pastors going to get ourselves and our people to focus outside of the building and off just the programs we have in our nonprofit organization and reach out into the community? So the question remains, is your church integrated into your community, and how can you integrate your church into the community? Like we said, this is going to be an ongoing conversation between Jeff and I um, at our church, and we hope at your churches too. We we are not pretending to be the answer men on this particular issue, um, because this issue is huge. I think it's bigger than both of us. And it's something that we are working through here and hopefully we can continue to talk about. And hey, we'd love to hear you chime in in the comments. If this is something that your church is doing well, or you've seen struggles or roadblocks, please let us know that. Chime in because we want to hear from you on this and really help join the conversation that we're having here. Yeah. And if you've got got the time, we'd love to hear your story. How in the world did you integrate your church a little bit more into the community? We'd love to hear that. But until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. Remember, the leadership that you provide in your church, no matter the size, matters huge in the kingdom of God.